podcast has really humbled me and made me feel truly grateful for how many incredible people I'm fortunate to call my friends. It doesn't matter where they come from, what their background is, what their beliefs are, or what part of the globe they're currently in. What matters is the bond of friendship that we all share, supporting each other and helping each other grow. My guest today is someone who I am so proud of. She defied every norm, every stereotype, and every judgment or assumption anyone may have ever made. For some reason, back in high school, she afforded me the opportunity to be part of this groundbreaking journey when we launched our very first student magazine. The Buzz, it was called. We wanted to tell the stories no one else was telling through our grade and expand to other schools eventually. This was her first entrepreneurial venture and it was only in grade nine, mind you. A very enterprising young woman. She also gave me a taste for what it means to go live on real radio for the first time with one of South Africa's foremost RJs and advocates. She's responsible for the nationwide movement, hashtag graduate, and is all things nice, including sugar and spice. She's a symbol of inspiration for many young women out there and an exemplar of the power an individual can have to bring about change. She's making African women across the globe proud of who they are and what they can become. She's just finished her master's at LSE and I can remember for the longest time that we both wanted to attend there. Seeing you crush your dreams and achieve them makes me so happy. Everyone, meet my friend, Ruby Chiquiri, a.k.a. Rubes. Rubes, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so stoked for what you have to share with everyone. So first things first, tell us all who you are and what you're about. Well, before we get to that, <laughs> that was quite an introduction. Thank you so much, Arjun. I'm, I'm <laughs> proud of the truth. of us. <laughs> we've, we've come it's a long way nice. from the buzz. <laughs> indeed we have indeed we have i was paging through it the other day and you know i i think i think we've we've made some good progress <laughs> we definitely have <laughs> so why don't you get ahead and you know let us know who you are what you're about and tell the world who ruby chiquiri really is i mean that really can be quite a daunting question um answering who you are but I'll keep it simple. I'm Ruby. I'm Zimbabwean. I live in South Africa. Uh, I'm 24. I've just completed my master's at the London School of Economics. And I am now into full-blown adulting, which is about to be a very interesting journey. <laughs> I can only imagine. And um, that resonates with me strongly. Yeah. Now, what gets you out of bed every morning, Rubes? You know, I don't know, honestly, I've been thinking about this question and I thought, should I lie? Should I look like I'm part of the 5am club? (laughs) (laughs) But in all honesty, my hunger for food gets me out of bed in the morning because I'm not, (laughs) I am not a morning person. Uh, Unless I have to go to work or I'm extremely hungry, that is what will get me out of bed. I'm definitely a a night owl, so in all honesty, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is my truth. (laughs) Food. 
food, glorious food. Great. Yeah. Well, well, you know, that's that's good. You know, truth and honesty is fantastic. <laughs> now, now that we know that, uh, I know that you're an incredibly driven and, and passionate young woman. So I wanted, I, I thought it would be great for the listeners to hear about, you know, Dresser Graduate. So why don't you tell us about Dresser Graduate, how it came about and where it's taken you? Okay, so Dresser Graduate is an initiative that I started in March of 2019. Um, at the time, I was supposed to graduate from my honours degree at the University of Cape Town. But unfortunately, I still owed my university some of my fees because um, myself and my family couldn't come up with the money to settle my accounts. So at the time, I was feeling a bit low and I knew graduation season was upon us um, and I just needed something to get me out of my rut. So I thought about other students who might be in a similar financial uh, situation as me, but maybe had were, were able to finish paying their fees, but maybe weren't able to attend their graduation ceremonies due to financial mm. constraints. Mm. So I put out a tweet about how, you know, that was on my mind and how I wanted, you know, to have a thread where people could say what graduation appropriate attire they would want to donate or what services they could donate, whether it be makeup or hair. Um, and then it kind of just blew up and became a nationwide <laughs> initiative. I don't know how it happened. But it did. I'm so grateful for all, all my followers on social media and everyone who shared it and everyone who donated. But in the end, it ended up becoming an initiative that donated graduation appropriate attire, graduation gowns and hair and makeup services to 45 students across South Africa. And mm -hmm. a few organizations got involved. Um, a logistics company called ACT Logistics are the ones that transported all the donated items from the homes of those who had donated to the homes of the, the students who are graduating. Um, the Fix, which is part of the Truwoods group, had donated a few clothing vouchers and um, an education wow. company, yeah, an education company called Pundi donated some funds so that they could pay, um, they could pay for a few graduates uh, graduation gown hires so it kind of just blew up and now it's now it's my initiative <laughs> fantastic you know and I think it's such a no noble cause because it is a problem that everyone faces probably not everyone but a large majority of, of students who are graduating and mm. um, the fact that you wanted to speak about it and have that open conversation you know it is, is a great feat in its own so tell us a bit more on what you're busy working on today and what's on the horizon for the young woman who not only started a magazine um, and a nationwide campaign um, and has a very bright future ahead of her so tell us what you're working on and you know what's on the horizon Okay, I'll let you know. But first, I just wanted to say, um, now that I'm thinking about, you know, how I started Dresser Graduate, really how it started was that I was in a, um, not in an ideal position. Um, and in order to help other people and amplify my voice, I needed to put my pride aside about being uncomfortable about my own situation. And I mm. think maybe that's the biggest lesson that I took away from that experience was that had I, not been, yeah, had I not been comfortable enough to, to do my, you know, um, 
TV interviews or newspaper interviews and say, you know what, this actually started because I myself didn't have fees and I was thinking about financial constraints, then this whole campaign wouldn't have happened if I just mm. kept it to myself and not thought in an innovative way about how to alleviate this. And in the end, you know, I was able to get assistance with my fees and graduate the December of that year. So, yeah, mm. I think it's just, just something I did want to mention that sometimes you can't see why certain things are happening to you but I really wouldn't have had it any other way looking back yeah and I think that's a that's a very important lesson that we need to be able to set our circumstances aside from our emotional attachment to them because uh, they actually define how we deal with the circumstances and once you've set it aside it really opens yourself up to learn more not only about yourself but the potential that you have to grow so I think mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a very important lesson that everyone can take something away from um, well I, th- I think and- I might I might disagree disagree with you just slightly um, yeah. I don't think I would say set setting them aside I think I would talk about leaning into them Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because I wouldn't have set my emotions aside, but it was more so fully being in it to be able to accept the circumstance, if that makes sense. All right. Yeah. No, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Probably not the healthiest choice then, also, just completely <laughs> like part ways with your emotions. But yeah. Then, 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 <laughs> no, just like, all right. Got yeah. you. Great. Um, but in, ter- yeah, in terms thing? of you know what's on the horizon to be honest just trying to figure my life out i'm trying to get my mental health in check because 2020 has been a difficult and tumultuous year for so many of us i'm also trying to be kind to myself in the process because the early 20s has been an interesting road with a lot of um ups and downs and I'm, mm-hmm. I think we're all just, uh, you know, all of us around these ages are just trying to figure ourselves out and make our visions and childhood dreams come to light. Yes. So that's kind of where I'm at. I, I definitely in the near future, I'm going to be setting up my own um, charitable foundation. But beyond mm-hmm. that, I think a lot of my projects that I've been doing since I was 16 have kind of come they've come in the moment or they've come because I've been sparked creatively about something that I want to do. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just trying to figure myself out and kind of like be on solid ground. Yeah. And I guess that's a process all of us need to go through Mm. and recognize that it's a process that takes time, that takes introspection and that you need to be kind to yourself along that process, just like you are. And, you know, that's that that's actually a great segue in, into another question i had for you which is you know what what quali- what defines good leadership qualities for you? you know what's how do you define good leadership qualities hmm okay well i guess if i if you pose that question to me i would think if i'm leading a team how would I want them to describe me when someone asks them what type of a leader is Ruby? Mm-hmm. And what ideally I would love their answer to be would be that I am an empathetic leader. 
mm-hmm. that I am that I plan meticulously mm-hmm. that I am extremely focused um, and that I'm motivating and also I'm able to delegate I think something that's really important to me is I know that my strength is planning and project management seeing that mm-hmm. everything happens um so that the end goal is what it needs to be but i'm not necessarily focused on me having to be uh, how do i say doing every doing, small task yeah. myself so mm-hmm. i really want to learn how to be uh, a, a leader that really knows how to delegate so that whoever is in my team and working towards the same outcome as me that they can really feel that that is their their baby as well that that's their project as well and that they really had a role to play in the outcome mm. yeah so i think that's those are the leadership qualities i think i i have and those are the leadership qualities i do look for in 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 people around me fantastic yeah and i think that that sums it up beautifully mm. because those those really are the qualities that you know the likes of Simon Sinek, uh, Noam Wasserman, uh, Ben Horowitz, everyone who, who knows anything about leadership, those are the things that they look out for too. And the yeah. fact that as a young person you've identified those is important to share with other young people because mm-hmm. um, these are qualities that aren't typically taught but need to be recognized and need to be learned. Um So yeah, thank you very much. And now, you know, now now we're getting into the serious shit. Um <laughs> I want the truth. I I I want the absolute truth. How hard has it been for you as an African woman to get to where you are today? No holds barred, the truth, nothing but the truth and the whole truth. You know, in all honesty, um I Obviously everyone has their own experience and I'm speaking from my own circumstance mm-hmm. but I have been mm-hmm. in a very privileged um position for, mm-hmm. for the majority of my life which mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for I've had two uh university educated parents parents who've been able to travel um I've been in private school my whole life so that's not saying that I haven't had any bumps along the road but mm-hmm. i can't say that i've had a turbulent uh journey to get to where i am and mm-hmm. also where i am is still is still at the beginning you know i've literally mm. just finished tertiary education and i'm now mm. starting to kind of craft a life and career for myself so mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is the interim kind of position mm-hmm. yes but I, indeed I, I, it would be unfair for me to say that it has been difficult for me as an african woman i think maybe something that i could point out is being uh being a foreigner in in the south african context mm-hmm. which maybe can, can which can definitely play its own role and i probably will see more of that in my professional career uh, another mm-hmm. thing is probably growing up in a country like South Africa which unfortunately is one of the most unequal countries in the world mm-hmm. there there's so many disparities that are present among among black communities so when you have grown up in, in privileged situations which are the minority situations in South Africa the way you mm-hmm. speak and the schools you've gone to 
can sometimes um, exclude you from certain conversations where you yourself have to get past your own imposter syndrome or mm. your own kind of trying to prove that you're black enough or that you also deserve to have a voice in African conversations. Mm. I think those are more internal politics that have played mm-hmm. a role in in where I am today and, and identity mm-hmm. politics that I'm still trying to figure out for myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in answering that question, you know what? I, I have had quite a smooth ride. Mm. And and yeah, to be honest, that's that's my experience until today at 24. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's nice to hear because whilst we are both very well aware of the challenges that exist and many people who've had to face those challenges and overcome them it's nice to know that there are also instances where there there might also be a silver lining on the clouds and that allows you or puts you in a position to pay that forward to whoever you're able to pay it forward to to make sure that others can walk a similar path to yours if not as turbulent but a path that is at least not ridden with difficulties so i'm glad to hear that take um, yeah i mean i would really hope that we get to the point where we we don't even have to think of asking the questions like you know how hard has it been exactly. to make it as as a black african woman uh, i yeah. i can't wait until we get to that point where that's not even a factor in in, in conversation that that is the goal that is the dream and um in many of the conversations i've had with some of the previous guests on the podcast as well a lot of my questions um upon reflection and and during conversations as well i've gone back and asked myself that there is there is a point in the world where i want to be in a world where i don't have to ask many of these questions where they aren't used as as a form of creating awareness but in fact something that's given and something that the society respects yeah that is the dream and and i hope i truly echo your sentiments and i hope we get there yeah now when when you had these you know turbulent episodes if you will how did you face them how did you overcome challenges that you faced along the way i think most of the challenges that I have faced have either been financial in terms of school fees, which has mainly been during my tertiary education, or mm-hmm. emotional, like emotional and um, kind of like mental health um, battles. And the things that have helped me overcome, or I guess, how do I say, move through, let me not say overcome, rather move through these challenges has been for one emotional support from family and friends mm-hmm. to the safe space that i have um particularly particularly at home to be free to be myself to break down to build back up and mm-hmm. um three i would just say my own natural resilience that those are the things that have kind of kept me going up until now but i definitely think emotional support um has been my number one of course people people value mental health at different levels and Mm. some people have struggled with poor mental health and some people have never 
but I personally know that uh, emotional support is something that I definitely need in my life and something that really has brought me to the stage. Hmm. Great. And those are very important traits. Resilience um, is one that I, I can resonate with the most because yes. <laughs> I, I, I have taken for granted previously how important that can be in order to face challenges and I'm, I'm cautious now that no matter what happens in life that is something that I need to keep by my side um, at every step of the way so mm. yeah and, you know this this is always a contested question and everyone's been asking me um, or at least I've been asking myself in my head um, if all of this has started making sense but the point of the podcast was there are obviously lessons principles ideals that I can share with with young people out there today but what I was hoping to achieve is to have those ideals attributes ideas echoed by my own friends by Mm. other young people so that it doesn't seem like it's coming from one side Mm. and that's why a lot of the questions I ask follow the the trend that they do because almost everyone that's been on the podcast has had something to say along the same grains and that just makes my resolve stronger for ensuring that the awareness about these things are out there and the reason why I'm giving such a long-winded introduction to my next question is the question is what is your advice to young people out there today my advice to young people okay so well let me think of my advice to myself because we're still young I think something that I constantly a few things that I constantly remind myself about is for one be kind to yourself and to, to not just say it, but to constantly put it in practice. Whatever mm-hmm. kindness means to you and whatever self-care means to you, always make sure you're giving back to yourself. Uh, another thing that I, I've had to realize, especially in 2020, is it is completely okay not to know what the hell is going on with yourself, with your life, you know, with things around you, it's okay to be confused. Eventually, there will be a way out, but it is is okay in that moment to be confused. You know, Mm -hmm. ride with it sometimes. Uh, Another point of advice I guess I would give to myself and young people around me is to take it day by day. That, you know, everything doesn't have to be figured out in a day. All your solutions don't have to be found in, in that instant. But to really take it day by day. If if what you did today was get up out of bed and, you know, update your CV and that's what you had capacity for that day, then that's good enough. That's my personal opinion. I know many people would disagree and say that that is a lazy mindset. But I guess for me, knowing what works for me personally, it's on the days that I have capacity to do a lot, I do a lot. And on the days where I really cannot, I don't. Wow. Mm. It really it really just depends. But of course, uh, 
that speaking from a perspective of when you can when you're working on other people's deadlines it's obviously a different story but i'm talking about when you have the freedom to create your own and yeah i think honestly it's just about kindness and giving back to yourself that would be my advice to young people i think being young today is very challenging i think the pressures that we have from the world and and the rate at which we have to grow up and the turmoil that we're seeing around the world as well as the financial the financial constraints that we have nowadays as young people and how expensive life really is it's just so hard to to get your footing and to figure out what you want especially mm. with the amount of choices that we have so kindness mm. kindness is the advice i would Kind- give to young people Mm. kindness 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 well yeah well you know i think that's that was beautiful um because it's what this world should actually run on everyone keeps saying money makes the world go around um i'm eagerly awaiting the day for when that is replaced with kindness makes the world go around because that is the fact and that is what we should all aspire to so well i, I mean i'll I really, i'll take yeah. i'll take the money too <laughs> <laughs> there's the enterprising young woman uh, <laughs> the money's good of course the money's good um, yeah. yeah well rubes thank you so much once again for joining us on the podcast today i'm really grateful i wish you nothing but the best i hope you can figure everything out and all i can say is that i'm so grateful to be able to call you my friend thank you rubes Thank you so much for having me Arjun. I think Ruby embodies the words by Oprah Winfrey. Think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. That was a phenomenal talk. I hope you all enjoyed it. Here's some Queen Bee to help you take it all in. Until next time, alvidado dosto, farewell. <laughs>